True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Reflections Every relationship you have is a mirror. Like all mirrors, we see what we want to see. This sounds simple enough, but what happens when you get a distorted reflection? Recently on Shark Tank, a business development reality TV show for entrepreneurs, a woman desired funding for a product she called Skinny Mirrors. These mirrors were created to make everyone look skinny. Actually, years ago, fun houses and circuses used mirrors like this as a joke to make you and I look skinny, fat, tall, or short. This entrepreneur wanted to sell her skinny mirrors to clothing retailers of what she did. While the mirrors are branded in the lower right hand with the name skinny mirrors, it doesn't actually tell you that you're being deceived. I think most of us go to a mirror for a real reflection. That said, it's hard enough to see things as they are without mirrors being consciously manipulated. What's the point? If a mirror isn't reflecting properly, what good is it? Unless it's used for comedy or something. There's a lot I want to share about reflections, but unless we agree to a true reflection, we're not going to go very far. Even when a mirror is flawless, you can choose to see what you want to see. The person who created Skinny Mirrors determined that she was deceived into thinking she was too fat by a poorly made mirror that distorted her body image in an undesired way. Interestingly, it was her solution to create a mirror that distorted her to be skinny instead of getting a real mirror. In essence, she wanted to see herself skinny, even if it wasn't true. In every reflection... Even the perfectly accurate ones, we unconsciously see what we want and deny that what we don't want to see. This is beyond the accuracy of mirrors. What I'm saying is, even with a perfectly made mirror, we can still make up our own reflection. Okay, let's get away from all this mirror stuff. Every relationship you have is a mirror. If they are true reflections, then they will reflect you accurately. If you have relationships that aren't true, then you can expect your reflections to be likewise distorted. It gets complicated when we realize that we all have truthful reflections surrounding us as well as the distorted kind. Okay, this means you and I have both warped and true mirrors in our relationships. When things get really serious, we tend to really want the truest of reflections even if the reflection is undesired. I have one reason in sharing this topic of reflections. So you can properly see yourself. This presents you a super spiritual and pragmatic opportunity. Imagine going to the dentist and never having any cavities. This would be great news, but only if it were true. 
Imagine a dentist distorting the truth when he or she is actually lying to you. This kind of dentist never has to reflect bad news with the idea that you have a cavity or worse. But how does this kind of reflection affect you? Usually, the more serious the reflection, the more accurate we want it to be no matter what is shared. This includes both good news and bad news. My purpose is to lovingly reflect the truth about you. In order to do so, I have to address some of your other relationships. Every relationship with your family, friends, or spouse, and of course, everything else. Let's start simply. As an example, let me speak again of my best friend in growing up. Lon was born with four congenital defects of the heart. He had open heart at 8 years old and again at 21. I wasn't there for the first one, but I was for the second. I was on summer break while attending college and I had flown to Alaska to create an adventure and working there. I was there a whole week when I got a call from Lon that he had to have another open heart operation. I immediately canceled my summer plans and flew to Los Angeles to meet him at the hospital where the procedure would take place. The operation itself was supposed to be about four hours, and some ten hours later, the doctors actually finished. There had been some complications, quite a few, actually. Lon was put in intensive care afterwards, and of course, no one was granted visiting access except for his immediate family. I sat in the waiting room with the rest of the family, getting first-hand reports about his progress, but I wasn't allowed to go in. This all changed when his older sister, Renee, came out to tell me that Lon wanted to see me. This was a big problem for his family and the hospital, as Lon had only been out of surgery for less than 10 hours. To make things worse, Lon had wanted to see me and nobody else. His family was very put out as they were being asked to wait in the waiting room while I, his best friend, visited Lon. In addition, Lon asked the nurses to also give us some privacy. When I walked in to see my best friend, there was more tubes inserted and monitors monitoring than I'd ever seen. Lon's voice was extremely low and hoarse, as if he had a severe sore throat. A major tube had just been removed from his esophagus. He asked me one question. How did the surgery go? My blue eyes went super wide as we both knew that I wouldn't lie. I told him that the operation was supposed to be four hours, but it actually took ten. I said that the healthy heart tissue that they hoped to find was in fact really spongy, not what they desired, and it presented a real challenge. I told him that the doctors had finished the operation, and then he had a bleeder. This meant that they had to open him up all over again. I went on to give him specific details that I had heard firsthand from those in the operating room. I shared it with Lon in the only way that I knew how, directly. Lon thanked me. This was the nature of our relationship. He knew he could count upon me reflecting the truth. Lon has since passed, but our relationship hasn't. When Lon has something to say to me, Spiritually, I take it with high regard both because of our having grown up together, but also I know that he'll share with me truthfully. Like the words I shared with him in intensive care, it didn't matter what other people think, including his family. True reflection is wonderful as it is less than.
I use this phrase to describe how hard it can be to reflect the truth when, as a mirror, you or I may want to change the reflection. At the beginning of my spiritual journey, I attended a couple workshops. The first by an angelic communicator. I was skeptical. I didn't know her, and she didn't know me. I asked my question in a public forum, but I conceived it in a way that wouldn't necessarily inform everyone of the things I was really asking. At the time, I thought I was being super clever. Maybe I was testing the angel communicator. Maybe I was scared. I presented my question anyway, and the answer was indeed a deeper reflection of what I was truly asking. I was surprised and even intrigued. Like my relationship with Lon, I expect my spiritual relationship with whomever is communicating with me to be authentic. If it isn't, I don't desire to get any more information. I only want the truth. I expect this. I wasn't disappointed. Perhaps my relationship with Lon was practice for my spiritual journey and development. I know it was for my partnership. I know it is for my other super close relationships. I expect this kind of real reflection. What about you? What kind of reflections surround you? Maybe you've got some in your inner circle that would reflect anything. Then again, maybe you have none around you reflecting the truth. As I shared from the start, even if you have the most wonderful reflections around you, it's still up to you to choose to see the truth. Doesn't this last part seem a little odd? I mean, when you think about it, why would anyone want to alter the truth? Why would anyone be interested, I mean seriously interested, in a skinny mirror? Don't get me wrong, I'm not taking a position against anyone interested in purchasing skinny mirrors or other reflections that distort your reflection. But I still beg to ask, why? This question can take you into a downward spiral, and for this reason, I'd like to address it. The reason why people choose to see something other than the truth is because they are choosing an experience of imbalance. You'll notice that I refrain from any name-calling because it's completely unnecessary to take a position. And when I say position, I'm speaking of a position of truth. People could use skinny mirrors to create a new body image, or they could use skinny mirrors in the same way that they have friends that never say anything but what the person wants to hear. Let's move on. In any reflection, you could wonder, is there malice or manipulation? And the whole reason you'd even have that thought would be because you've had an experience that supports the concept. Anyway, let me introduce you to a couple of the neatest reflections on earth. Children. Children will tell you how it is. Malice isn't a natural attribute of a baby or a child, so you'll find some of the prettiest reflections in children. If you have kids, you already know. Those of you who don't, you may think that you know, but children are unique in their reflections. But like all sharp reflections, you can use children as an opportunity to really see yourself and know yourself, or you can avoid the mirror. If you're brave, you'll see your reflection from a child's eyes. The holiday season is a wonderful opportunity to see your reflection from a children's perspective. I actually think it's kind of cool that we have holidays that are child-centered. If you look closely, you'll see a lot of reflection in our children. What you see most of is, wait for it, love. Babies and children are filled with life and a love and a desire to see things new for the first time. When this includes you, it's a beautiful thing. You'll see the love in their eyes 
that hasn't been disturbed, tainted, or distorted. You'll see your true reflection. Imagine seeing parents and their children going to a senior's home. These children change the whole place within a matter of minutes. The transformation of this reflection is so simple, but remarkable to witness. Seniors are brought back to life by the love reflected through the children's energy. It is indeed magical. I think this kind of reflection is worthy of our continued examination. A child has the capacity to reflect something that is wonderfully pure. There is no filter. There are no rules. Children simply tell it how it is. Don't you think that we can reconnect to that natural aspect of ourselves? Wouldn't it be nice, if not fantastic, to become at one with the pureness of the baby or the child that you once were? I think it is. I think being at one with your child self is pure, if not a holy experience. Before I start channeling about your true reflections, let me give you another means of pure reflection. Nature. Being outside is beautiful, but not necessarily enough. One thing for sure, nature does reflect some very powerful attributes about you. It isn't weird to be in nature and to see yourself reflected in the still waters of a lake. And there's a lot more when you're ready. If you're emanating fear, the nature may be skittish to coming near. Let me offer you an example. I recently watched a quick documentary about research on orca whales. Dr. Ingrid Visser somehow knew her life, devotion, and vocation would be marine biology from a very, very young age. I'm introducing you to her because she enjoys a very special connections with orcas as a whole. I'm going to offer you her website on orca research by going to this podcast page entitled Reflections. If you watch her documentary, you'll find that Dr. Visser has an infectious connection with these wild creatures. This includes swimming and photographing them as a whole, but especially in shallow waters as they feed. I submit to you that Dr. Visser's special connection to orca whales is a two-way street. Also, if you watch any of the films, you'll find a childlike quality about her as she sees the animals, not as killer whales, but as individuals of a tribe or species that is worthy of our collective energy to protect. Going out in nature by itself is satisfying, but if you really want to see yourself, open up and see what comes to you. This reflection and the opportunity to interact is as priceless as looking, talking, and holding a child. Let me offer you now my Christmas present. This message is very specific to the topic of reflection, but it's mostly a reflection of you. All right, let me begin my channeling. You say that you want to become more complete in your desire to live. How can this be done without you recognizing yourself? It isn't what things that you will acquire as much as giving yourself permission to really see yourself as you are. If you are interested in this, let us continue. Your life is but a journey of experiences that you create and share with everything you connect with. The actual moments of all this sharing is twofold. To see yourself as connected again without all the distractions of disruption and to also experience for yourself the choice to see yourself as a creator. You think of us, that which is described as source, as the original creator, and you are correct in your observation. 
But you can't miss that we have also created you. The reason that children was mentioned previously as a tool or a mirror to properly reflect is because children also reflect you too. This is true for the parents that actually conceive the children as much as children reflect society as a whole. Sometimes societies want to bear no responsibility for the children and the adults that inhabit the groups, but this is silly. A child who is a genius is to be recognized in the same way that the child who grows and matures to act violently, with seemingly no cause, to his or her classmates. There is a connection to all, and we wish to further integrate this in your desire to properly see yourselves. If you wish the truth, then you are love. You are made from love, even if you were conceived from a test tube. In this way, you must find your way back to love if you're ever to find any sense of balance or to properly see your truest reflection. We call upon you to create, if only to know that you can. There have been numerous reflections that this love is you, but you still remain separate, and this too is why the facilitator spoke directly on this subject in the previous podcast. The Art of Separation For in your choice to see yourself as you are, you must be relieved of the suffering and the separation that you have participated in. And please make sure you hear this, that you are creating. To live fruitfully or abundantly is to acknowledge yourself as a creator. You must resume your connection to this truth, regardless of what mirrors have improperly reflected this to you in your past. It is time for a genuine reflection. You heard it said that we, again as source, are light, because this is true. In the light, all things are realized. This is also true in the absence of light. Is light love? You might ask. We welcome the question and your interaction, but you'll find that you already know the answer. Become aware of your truest reflection and longer ignore ungratefully as if you aren't a wonder. Through the word, we have created it all. In the same manner, we continue to share and teach you the same today. In and by your vibrations to create a thought and then act upon it, you are indeed creating. Creating in love is the highest of acts. While these acts are distinctly different than acts absent of the light, you are encouraged to get on with it and to create in the way that you feel best aligns you. As you allow or ask for it, we will continue to offer you that assistance that you think that you need to continue in this aspect of your development. To know that you are light is to know that you are love. To know how to love is the father-mother of all creation. Opening this door leads to all things that you've come here to manifest and create. As we've said previously, get on with it. Create in the reflection of all that which is, and all will be made accordingly. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection and it's a tremendous help to others too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.